when you lose to the individual named none of these candidates, destiny is telling you something. Nikki Haley, destiny is telling you to get out of the 2024 presidential campaign. This is William Del Pilar, and this is Fired Up. Okay, I wanted to do this podcast a few days ago, but something kept coming up, coming up, coming up. Then a family emergency. Go figure. I've got some of it under control, and I wanted to make sure I gave my two cents to help inform you in regards to the Republican presidential primaries. We're going to talk about the Nevada primary and the Nevada caucus. As most of you are aware, there were two. But let's start out first with the U.S. Virgin Islands and their Republican caucus. So first, unlike the first two contests where Trump led in the polls, the Virgin Islands caucus was less certain. Now, I would assume the support for Trump was probably there. But like most state and local elections, polling is really hard to come by. So neither Trump nor Haley campaigned there. Haley made several, several virtual appearances. And in contrast, Trump sent surrogates. Look, there's a big difference between being seen virtually and actually having a representative on hand. It shows that you care much more about the people when there's an actual physical body there. Trump is a master at this. He did this in 2016. He knew intricately what each city, what each town that he went into, what their specific problems were. I imagine their surrogates went in with the same strategy and tactics. Talk about the local problems, talk about how they're going to be able to help them. So some details about Trump's win in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Trump took the U.S., obviously he took the U.S. Virgin Islands Republican caucus, and he's expected to receive all four delegates allocated by the Republican National Committee. Now, they were penalized, the, the U.S. Virgin Islands Republican Caucus. They were penalized uh, because they scheduled their caucus, uh, a take-all, a winner-take-all contest, earlier than allowed. And the interesting point about this caucus was it was by ranked choice, meaning you go in and you vote by, here's my first candidate, here's my second candidate, here's my third candidate, et cetera, et cetera. So if, if there's no outright winner, they start using the formulas with the second, third, and fourth. Candidates, look, I, I got in a, in a, in a in not a heated discussion, but my partner and I talked about this and, and I showed him how the, the Democrats played that out to hurt the Republican Party. It's just another trick. Libertarians are the worst for wanting ranked choice because they can never get enough support for their candidates because they, they can never convince anybody that libertarianism is good. It's a utopian fantasy. And I don't say that to hurt libertarians. I want a strong, third, vibrant party. But you need to get your heads out of their, your tush and start looking at what you consider will only work in a utopian fantasy versus reality. Uh, uh, and and, and, and ranked choice it's just another way for the powers that be that can cheat. Not necessarily the ones using ranked choice, but the ones who understand it and are able to use it against you. I, I see that all the time or used to see it all the time with Robert's Rules at planning groups, city councils. I used to be part of a planning group. And those who knew Robert Rules owned and controlled 
the agenda and what could and couldn't be passed because we knew how to use Robert's rules to help us and to hurt our enemies who didn't know. So that's the one thing, again, I see it a lot with libertarians who want this, but not understanding the process, how it works, that's, that's what hurts our overall makeup of government because bad actors can pass and use tactics that have nothing to do with the issue at hand, but to take advantage of it. And that's what ranked choice is. So enough on my take on ranked choice, which I don't like, obviously. But the U.S. Virgin Islands was distinct because it was ranked choice winner-take-all contest. Uh, in essence, they wanted to put themselves at the forefront ahead of the Nevada caucuses, and they did. But as far as the media PR, they didn't. But within the party, they made their point. However, because they sat there and said, hey, we're going to do it our way when we want to do it. They were docked five delegates. You know, I, I, I don't like it when national powers play the role of God against the chapters that they can't exist without. And at this point, I don't care. A state should choose whenever they want to have their primary caucus, regardless of what the national wants them. They, they may have their deadlines, but they want to do it in March, February, whatever. What national parties do is they try to align it and create a, a, a pathway here uh, of how it's going to be run. A state shouldn't have to abide by that. If they want to be part of it and play along, which most of them do, that's fine. But don't penalize those that don't. And they're penalizing. Again, just another authoritarian move by the Republican Party. Now. They were docked five delegates, so Trump could have won nine, but ended up with four. Uh, now, supposedly, per my notes, again, they did garner unprecedented attention. I didn't see it. Maybe that was just the writer stating that. But if anything, it was maybe unprecedented in the sense that they bucked the party and said, go, go take a hike and did it their way. And all of the Republican uh, parties in every state you know they took note of that. How they react to it is something else. Let's move on. So we know the U.S. Virgin Islands, four delegates went to Trump. Let's move on over to an overview of the Nevada primary and caucus. Look, Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor and U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, uh, a position that gave her life again politically because of Donald Trump. She participated in the Nevada primary rather than the caucus. But when you lose to something called none of these candidates, the reason you enter the primary is lost. Meaning when you lose to that individual, none of these candidates, whatever goal you had in the primary was just soundly defeated. Because if you can't, because that's the people telling you they don't want you. And that says a lot. So why were there, why was there a primary and a caucus? Okay, in 2021, the Nevada State Legislature made up of Democrats change how voters could choose their presidential candidates. I believe in 2020, they couldn't even tell us who won between Bernie smell the ass Sanders or your dementia Joe Biden. I, to this day, we may still not have an official winner there, but that was a caucus format from my understanding. And that was one reason for the change. What the Democrats said, which is true, we're a 24 by seven economy and people need efficiency when they're working. That was said by Cisco Aguilar, Nevada Secretary of State. He went on to further say they can get that efficiency through a primary process. So what he's saying is a caucus takes too long. A primary, boom, 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 you're done. The downside with that is I understand primaries are today and the future because they are quick and efficient. But what a caucus does is educate you. On that night, you're going to hear specifically from representatives of candidates as to where they stand. You know, why you should vote for them. And people flip sides on those nights. 
That's more important than efficiency because you can work around a one-day election, which they don't want to. So these larger organizations do this for the specific reason of keeping ignorance alive. A caucus educates you. A primary is more efficient. They hide the fact that they want to keep you indoctrinated with their propaganda by talking about efficiency. And it works. If more people were involved in government, none of this would be an issue, but they've made it an issue, an issue they're winning. I truly believe our primary should be caucuses as, as it's one form of educating the everyday voter. Okay. <clears throat> so they passed a law stating Republican Party, you want funds, you're going to do the primary. We're not going to pay you anything for the caucuses. That's their right, I guess. And the Republican Party said, take a hike. So what happened was on the week of the primary, there was a legally mandated primary on Tuesday, and then the Republicans had their caucus on Thursday. The Republican Party in Nevada decided to award their 26 delegates only to those who were voting in the caucus or running in the caucus, rather. The state Republican Party wanted nothing to do with the primary. Thus, again, their delegates were all attached to the caucus. And... To sit there and put a thumb up, the, uh, uh, to give it to the, the Democrat legislature, they went on to further say any Republican who participates in the Republican primary that's being put on by the state because they were forced to because of a Democrat legislature would be banned from caucuses. That's how you fight fire with fire, saying we're not going to play along with this. If you choose to play along with this candidate, you are not eligible for any delegates. That's how it should be. You run your, your your primary the way you want it, not the way the opposing party tells you to. So that, mean, that meant Haley became ineligible for any state delegates because she wasn't on the caucus ballot. As far as the Republican constituency itself, you can vote in both. They, they were able to vote in both the primary and the caucus. There were two completely different events. That makes perfect sense. And since both events were jockeying to get the, 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 the constituents in, again, that makes sense. President Trump chose the caucus uh, because that's where you could get the delegates. And he does have a, a president, uh, does have a political uh, ally in the chair of the Republican Party who said, yeah, we're not going to sit there and give any of the delegates to the primary. But Nikki Haley's party knew or uh, uh, yeah, her party knew this, too. So it's not like it was a big, dirty secret. So why did she skip the caucus? It was confusing. But in essence, what she wanted to show was that she had the support of the people, meaning more people will vote for her in the primary than will vote for Donald Trump in the caucus. And that will give her a symbolic win. <laughs> so part of her excuse to skip it, though, was also this, which I'm going to use the quotes from after her humiliated defeat. But this is what they were saying beforehand, too. So when reached for comment after a humiliating defeat and losing to none of these candidates, Haley spokesperson Olivia Perez Cubas complained that the loss happened because it was rigged. She claimed the process was rigged for Trump. Now, the Nevada Republican Party has completely denied that, and they said it's about preserving the tradition of the caucuses. You know, Again, they can run their party however they want, and that's how they chose to run it. But instead of accepting that, Nikki Haley, still on her knees on the teeth of her donor masters, decided to throw the Nevada Republican Party under the bus with a lie. So this is what Haley had to say about this. This is from Breitbart.com. 
a quote, we knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a dollar or, or I'm sorry, we knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a day or a dollar in Nevada because it wasn't worth it. And so we didn't even count Nevada. There wasn't anything we were looking at. And then if anything here, excuse my French here, ladies, but they were taking a dump on the constituents when they said that. They were crapping on them. They're saying, you don't matter. We don't care about you. She continued on, Nevada, it's such a scam. They were supposed to have a primary. Trump rigged it so the GOP chairman, who's been indicted, will go and create a caucus. Again, they can run it however the hell they please. I got to be honest. The results would have been the same with a primary. This is just Haley creating a false narrative, also known as lying. She's a blatant liar. Remember, never forget. I don't care if you have an affair, if it's consenting adults, but you do not have the right to claim credit to be married to a combat veteran while you're sleeping around on him while he's out serving. That's how low and the type of scumbag Nikki Haley is. And yes, I don't like her. I make no secrets. I'm being very fair about how I break this down, but I also show full transparency and I don't like her for who she is as a human being. She went from being worth 100000 to being worth $8 million after she left the United Nations. All because of the military industrial complex. So, of course, she's going to keep pushing for war. Of course, she's going to keep pushing to support Ukraine. And she's not pushing. She says she would, but she's done nothing of action to know about the anything about the border. Okay, so back to Haiti. We knew that it was rigged from the start. Haley also added, our focus is on South Carolina, Michigan, and Super Tuesday. Fair enough. But again, to Nevada, especialmente para mi Latinos, she threw us under a bus. She threw you under a bus. She also slammed the Republican Party. Look, Nikki Haley criticized the Republican Party as chaotic. Republicans keep doing the same thing and getting the same results. Chaos. That's what she wrote on, on, on X. Now, she's right. But here's the problem. A vote for Nikki Haley is a vote for the same thing. And that's insanity. She's nothing but a tool and serves the military-industrial complex. Nikki, got to wipe a little bit of this off, Nikki. Because she's on her knees, on their teeth. She's a vile woman when it comes to that. She knew becoming a millionaire would cost the lives of American soldiers. Now, you say, how? Well, we got special forces in there. We have advisors in there. We actually have fighters that will go in under the title advisors. And they go out in the field and operate under the guise it's training and it's teaching. But they run actual missions. I know this. I've been told this firsthand. All right. <sighs> she said Republicans have imploded after her friend, Rona McDaniel, was exposed for abusing monies that was given for campaigns that they use on non-essential campaign strategy and tactics like hair, flowers. I would not be stunned because I've seen this firsthand with reporters, but it probably happens the same thing with the GOP and the Democrats. They had the most expensive restaurants, the biggest drinks. Uh, I mean, everything's done like in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger when it's not your bank account, but somebody else's. And she was caught out on it. She got busted on not once, but twice by Jen uh, Vanlar. Uh, of Red State. Great article. Check it out if you can. Haley also blamed the GOP-led House for not passing any bills. That's the definition of insanity. No, my friends, the definition of insanity is voting for Nikki Haley. That's doing the same thing. 
voting for a neocon who's willing to send our troops to die on wars that aren't approved by Congress. You have to have congressional approval to be officially in a war, but they don't. They've given that power to the president and, and they abuse it. And Nikki Haley would continue that abuse. So that's the definition of insanity, voting for somebody like that who will bring us war after war after war. The GOP House can't pass anything, she says. Well, here's what's good about that. We don't want them to pass anything. Every time they pass something, we go greater into greater debt nationally. Uh, we're in trillions of dollars worth of debt. People lose lose jobs because what they do tends to backfire and hurt the economy. The less government we have, the greater the economy. You need a foundational government and that's it. And then she goes on to say Trump lost another court case and threw another temper tantrum. A vote for Trump is a vote for more chaos. That's true. Because people like Nikki Haley won't do their job as a fellow Republican to defend Donald Trump. She will jump on the bandwagon to create that chaos. She's such a hypocrite. The truth behind the rigged accusation. The party sets primary rules and all candidates know the rules. She accuses his chairman of working for Trump, their political allies. Yet Rona Romney is her friend. Rona Romney, niece of Mitt Romney, who is one of the most vile politicians as he lives in his ivory tower, making life miserable for us. Then he throws his church and his beliefs to prove he's a good man. No, he's a vile man. Anybody who doesn't want to relate to the plight of the working class and the poor and actually works to hurt them as he did in his previous civilian incarnation is not a good man. That is Rona Romney's uncle, Mitt Romney. She dropped the Romney because people were realizing, putting together, oh, dang, you're nothing but part of the same team. Screw the American people, Rona. Again, she was busted with financial improprieties and she's likely going to be forced to resign. So Rona McDaniel, as you know her as, is Nikki Haley's friend, not Trump's. But let me put this to you, Trump supporters. Why would Trump support her endorsement not once but twice? Trump can be played and be played over and over. We need Trump to have some better advisors. And Ivanka and Jared aren't it. And Junior, it's just, Junior's not the sharpest tool in the shit. I'm sorry to tell you. You know, uh, Ivanka's probably the smartest one there. And yet she's literally two-thirds Democrat. So we're never going to get great policy support uh, for Trump out of her. She's the one who's going to force Trump to uh, pass this bill. But we're not going to pass it next time. Next time comes around, he passes it again. So, so at the end of the day, he had no business endorsing her. We're partly in this mess because he endorsed her. But Nikki Haley faced everything that Trump faced in terms of the obstacles, barriers, and knowing the rules and regs in running in Nevada. Trump saw no favors. And Haley failed to say what and how it was rigged. So she's just saying it was rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. But she won't tell you how or why. She just says it was rigged because Trump's political ally was a chairman, but no proof. That's typical of a neocon. That's typical of an establishment figure. That's typical of a swamp creature. That is typical of Nikki Haley. That is typical of a woman who claims uh, to be a combat veteran because her husband's out serving while she's sleeping around on him. This was an open secret back in the day, and it came to light when her lovers uh, 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 legally uh, made a statement that, yes, we slept with her. God, how bad is that? How low is that? Wow. <laughs> so the reason Nikki Haley did the primary and not the caucus, it was strategy. She knew she was going to get whacked. She knew it. So she had to give 
perception, meaning she had to make you see it through the lens she wanted to see, wanted you to, to see it, wanted us to see it through. She was trying to create a narrative, obviously a false narrative, but a narrative nevertheless. And this is why. Look, primaries will get more participation because you're going to boom, 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 you vote. You go to a caucus, you have to listen to a representative of the candidates. And then they go back and forth and then you decide who's going to get your vote. Then everybody votes. So she used the caucuses being rigged from the beginning as her impetus to do this. However, she received fewer votes than the slop called none of these candidates, which is there because of Nevada law. But despite this, technically she won. Since the law only allows a named candidate to succeed, meaning she was the only name, big name there that was still in the race, thus she technically won. So, in essence, Haley Staffers, analysts, and the Never Trump cult who were a part of her advisement team, i.e. her donors. Nikki, you got to wipe a little uh, semen off of here. Uh, the Never Trump cult thought it could boost her regardless of the delegates if she won with a bigger vote count in the primary than Trump's win in the caucus. So what she was hoping to do was, for example, to get 50,000 votes to Trump's 10,000 caucus votes. Two completely different events. Uh, done completely different. So it's not apples and oranges in terms of the caucus voters. But she wanted to sit there and say, look, I got 50,000 votes. I got 50,000 votes. Trump got 10,000. <laughs> that, that was the game plan. That's what you call that symbolic victory where people go, wow, she's the more popular one. Let me go visit the Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley uh, uh, election site. Oops, I'm sorry. That's a Nikki Haley lover site. <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, I have issues with her taking credit while she's cheating on her husband. God, that's as low as low as, you can, as low as low as you can get. But anyway, however, again, Nevada voters voted for none of these candidates. So instead of uh, being able to create her false narrative, instead of being able to sit there and say, I got more votes, the South Carolina governor has to spin a humiliating loss into a positive, and she couldn't. This was a primary, again, where she was the only major candidate on the ballot. This was a terrible strategy because, one, she deemed the people not important. With today's technological age of the Internet, social media platforms, it was easy to expose what her con was, and they did. So she gave up on going for delegates to try to strike a symbolic victory. And that uh, what that does is shows how desperate her campaign is for pirate victories. And she didn't even get one here. She barely campaigned in the state. She had no minimal, if any, ground operations and only visited the state once this cycle. So in essence, what happened was Nevada Republicans soured on her. They're like, well, you're not going to be here for us or talk about us or come tell us who you are. Go screw yourself. The truth is, she's hurt any potential future as a national politician. She better hope she never enters and advances enough to where she's in a presidential race uh, and needs Nevada because she's going to lose. Uh, so we know she was humiliated on, on, on the national stage. She lost as the, the, her primary is the only candidate on the ballot. Here's a real kicker. She was beaten by none of these candidates by a 33-point margin. None of these candidates took 63% of the vote. 63% of the vote. Haley came in at 31%. She lost by over 30 points. 22,000 people supported her. 47,000 people said, we don't like you, don't want you, don't approve of you. Get the bleep out of here. 
Now, there were two other candidates on the primary ballot. That was Mike Pence and Tim Scott, but they're no longer in the race. She was the only major candidate still in the race. And Pence and Scott, they combined for a few thousand votes, and there were some minor candidates who garnered several hundred votes. Now, that said, what I was told is this was expected, that this was un- that this was not unexpected per party officials of her, uh, uh, of not this candidate receiving, uh, 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 none of these candidates receiving more votes than her. Despite that, that every that was uh, in the weeds, in, in the baseball weeds, or the term where, where if you're in the party, you understand the mechanics of how this works. She knew that. But to the average voter, it was not. Thus, it was still humiliating. And it's not something you can explain and get away. They're like, so what? You just got shellacked by somebody that doesn't exist. You know? <clears throat> And Trump, again, did not participate in the primary because there were no delegates awarded, and the party told him not to. Why piss the party off that you need their help? Come to general. So how many voted? I was told about uh, uh, 16,000 voted uh, at the polls, uh, about 151,000 voted early. I'm assuming that's a primary. So with this humiliating defeat, where does Nikki Haley officially stand? Well, Olivia Perez Cubas, once again, her spokesperson, told Newsweek in an email after the Nevada primary humiliation, Haley's campaign is, quote, full steam ahead, unquote. <laughs> Look, this was Trump's victory. Former President Donald Trump, he secured a crushing victory in the caucus. He was a sole notable candidate. And he won a historic percentage of the votes. Look, all this was obvious, being the only major candidate, not having many competitors. Uh, again, he didn't compete in the primary. He received 99% of the caucus votes. His challenger, Ryan Binkley, a pastor and business businessman, won fewer than 1%. So what's this all mean? Well, this is the third state primary where constituents vote, and we've yet to see Nikki Haley show anything when people actually vote, meaning ballots are cast. And let's not forget the U.S. Virgin Islands. So there, there have been four primaries, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. With wins in, in these areas, he, Donald Trump is now the presumptive Republican candidate for the upcoming general election. Trump will get all 26 delegates from Nevada. Again, with this win, Trump solidifies his position as the frontrunner for the 2024 Republican nomination. The total delegate count, Donald Trump stands at 33 delegates, Nikki Haley at 17. So it's much closer with the delegate count. And that tends to stay the same until Super Tuesday. And that's when the big separation comes out. Ron DeSantis obviously has dropped out, has nine delegates. And Vivek Ramaswamy, who also dropped out, has three delegates. Both of those candidates will keep their delegates. Uh, because you never know what's going to happen at the convention. And de- owning delegates is very important when it's a close race. It's not going to be in this case, but you never say never. So what's next? South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state, is next February 24th. Look, this election is preceded by Trump's landslide victory in Nevada and a path of being undefeated so far. He's likely to win by a large margin here, too. And what makes this important is Nikki Haley was the Republican governor of the state of South Carolina from 2010 to 2017. Trump's got a better ground game because he's got bigger endorsements from active politicians there who have their ground games already set up and individuals like Tim Scott, who are pretty much the equal of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has probably 
vestiges of her ground game, but some of her ground game has gone to the new current governor, gone to other politicians. But she's going to have her hardcore set of people, and she's hoping that they can come together and make it respectable and at least striking distance where originally they were hoping for an upset. Now they're probably just hoping to keep it closed. That is what is next. And that, my friends, is the breakdown of the caucuses of the U.S. Virgin Islands, which was a ranked caucus, as well as the caucuses of Nevada and the primary of Nevada. So we talked about Nikki Haley, humiliating defeat, Donald Trump's honor roll, and we have the emergence of an individual named none of these candidates. <laughs> Obviously, I'm being a, a, a jokester when I say that. Uh, but at the end of the day, my friends, Donald Trump is on a roll. And do not forget, you can catch this podcast at grumblingsmedia.com. You can check out our podcast there as well as on YouTube and Rumble under the profile Grumblings Media and traditional podcast outlets, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, and Google. And fired up. It's not our only political podcast. We have a libertarian podcast called Free For All. We have an entertainment podcast called The Red, White, and Rude. And we have our sports podcast called Points on the Board. Please support us by following and sharing our work. And until next time, my friends, this is William Del Pilar. And this is Fired Up. I bid you adieu.